There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, that's very annoying, isn't it? Very, very annoying. Sorry, it's a bit later. As I revealed on Twitter, some very exciting news in that I was waiting for a delivery. So I had to wait for that to come before I started recording. I would say it's probably given me a bit more time to think, but I don't think my position's changed drastically. I was annoyed about the game, but as I was saying in the preview pod, which you can find on Patreon, patreon.com slash rtrpod, we're just in a kind of stasis at the moment. We've got so many injuries and so many big, important, crucial injuries that... It feels like everything we do right now will always be caveated with, ah, but it would be nice if we had our, you know, big hitters available to us, if we had all the lads fit and firing and ready to play. Um, Because obviously we were joking around for a while, can we, could we, whatever stuff. And we all said at the time, probably not, but if we managed to get one of those freakish seasons, no European football, and we managed to avoid any big injuries, then maybe, you know, we could spring a surprise. And we were looking absolutely fantastic at that point. And then, obviously, we went and got pretty much the worst injuries to <laughs> to all of our best players and suspensions and all the like. You know, everything is basically conspired to see that we can no longer field our best team. And when I saw that starting eleven, in my head, honestly, my my... My head said, we're going to get done. We're going to get beaten here. But I was, I would say I was more receptive to that. I was receptive to not seeing Hoybier starting. I was receptive to not seeing Dyer starting, see what Davis and Royale could do as centre-back partners. I mean, both of them are pretty poor in the air. Davis more so. Um but I thought we might be all right because I, I didn't see Villa as being this you know, massive kind of competitive aerial force. The irony of that being, <laughs> you know, that they've gone and scored. I think I think they've scored two headers against us in that game, haven't they? Was it Watkins one? I can't even remember. Um, and it's funny. Um, what's his name? The lad that we were linked to so heavily who scored their goal. I can't remember his name. He uh, that was the first header we'd we'd conceded, the first header we'd conceded all season apparently, which I found quite interesting. Um, but yes, I'm annoyed. Three losses on the bounce. That is annoying as a Spurs fan. However, you know, what more are we really going to do? That first half we were absolutely fantastic. I thought really played well, brilliant, and then Bentancur gets injured again. I mean, I say gets injured was. You know, very harshly tackled. I was going to say assaulted on a football pitch, but that's a bit that's a bit dramatic, isn't it? Um, was very harshly tackled on a football pitch by Matty Cash, who who was he hobbled before? Was it Kulisevsky or Matt Doherty? I can't remember. Maybe it's both of them. 
And it seems to be Arsenal fans at the moment are reveling in digging out old tweets of his that would suggest that he's an Arsenal fan as well, albeit, you know, when he was a child. And yes, we know footballers, it doesn't work that way and whatever, you know. He still clearly goes into another gear when he plays Tottenham Hotspur. And we've seen that again today. And it just felt like, yeah, all control we had of the game went with Rodrigo Bentancourt which is to be expected. He's an exceptional player. That's nothing revelatory, right? We all know that. We were all gutted when he got crocked the first time. And this doesn't look too promising. I know he walked off the pitch. But what we take from that, I don't know. You know, let's just wait and see. It looked like a really brutal tackle. Again, the uh, the people on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, Seemed to suggest that it was on his right knee that he was injured previously, his ACL, and it's his right knee again that Cash has gone in on. I mean, it was it was a meaty, meaty challenge. It was OTT. It was an orange card again. I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's a straight red." I, I, I'm not so sure. It is an orange card, um, in my opinion. You see those go either way. Um. And yeah, on this occasion, didn't didn't go our way, and very much didn't go our way because Rodrigo Benzenkor left the game, and so too did our chances of really of winning the game. It would seem because from that point onwards, we just really lost all control of the match. I think Gio Celso was all right when he was alongside um, Benzenkor. Honestly, I'll say up front, I, I feel like I've watched a different player um, to a lot of people who have talking about how exceptional he was and everything I don't see it I did I honestly I didn't see it I it was a decent enough goal took a big deflection um but that's one moment you know uh, I really other than the few little passages where I see he's carried the ball forwards I I just don't think he really moves in sync with with anybody else um but he was okay. I think he was okay. I think what I take objection to more is people saying how outstanding he was and how brilliant. I, I don't see that. I, I don't see that. I think he was good. And I guess, you know, shelving my bias or whatever, he hasn't played for a while in this team. He hasn't started for a while in this team. He hasn't probably played with many of these players around him. So whatever. Um, equally, he was then from that point playing alongside... Pierre Mahoybier, who I don't, I, I never flip flop on my position on him. I will give him credit where it's due, but I think he was, I think he's appalling. I, I do honestly, it's <laughs> all I can say about him. I think he's terrible. I think he's actively harmful. I don't even see him as an all right squad player. I see him as far more harmful to the team than somebody like Ben Davis, who gets most of the umbrage from Spurs Twitter, other than Eric Dyer. Um, I think Pierre Mahoybier doesn't concentrate. He doesn't read the game very well. I don't think he, you know, anticipates anything, anything of the match. What's going on around him, what the opposition are doing, what his teammates are doing. He just seems to pick up the ball and do that thing where he puts his head down and runs forward. And I'm just bored of it. I'm bored of seeing that. Um reminds me of the pandemic. He reminds me of twenty twenty. That's just that's just what he's emblematic of for me. I really do hope we can shift him on for a decent bit of money. 
uh 30 mil is what i say for a decent bit of money i think that's probably what he's worth in this market 30 to 40 i don't think anyone will give us 40 so 30 i think would be a good bit of business and we bring somebody else in because i just i just think he's actively harmful i think he's appalling um but you know there's plenty to plenty to take courage from in the first half everybody played very well knocked the ball about nicely bentencourt was lovely pulling pulling the strings i thought really really you know has that creativity in his locker that is exciting to see actually from deep um it'd be lovely to see in time how he and madison link up with one another let's just hope they're not like you know ships in the night is it ships in the night isn't it that it's just one of those weird things when they never really get to play together because they're always injured at different points or what have you um but yeah played well i thought i really like brennan johnson really great player um really excited by him brian hill was okay i thought as somebody that's gotten very excited about him has been really advocating for him to make more starts to get more time on the pitch i'll be honest i wasn't that enthused by what he offered today but like i say of lacelso he hasn't played for a long time he hasn't started for a long time um he hasn't played with many of these players so i extend him that same courtesy let's see what he can do if he gets more time gets more time on the pitch to you know play a bit more and, and what have you um it's just frustrating, isn't it? Look, Aston Villa, I said before this game on the preview pods, Aston Villa are a good team. They're not a two-bob outfit. Um, it doesn't really soften the blow that much. I hate seeing Spurs lose, ultimately. It's the worst thing about it, right? But you do have to take into consideration the fact that Aston Villa going into this match were, well, I think they were one point behind us. They'd won as many games as we had, and they've now obviously won more. Um, we've now lost as many as they have. They're a decent enough side, you know? They're a decent side. And it was always going to be tough today. It was going to be tough probably if we had our fit and firing first eleven. I would have backed us to win it, but my point is it still would have been a tough game. Unai Emery's doing a very good job there. I'm not really buying any fairy tale stuff with them. They have spent a hell of a lot of money. So that is what it is. But going into this game with the sort of team that we we had, it, w- it was going to be difficult. We got no divine right to to beat these type of teams down. This is what the Premier League is. The Premier League is full of quality opposition. There's so many good teams. And it's happened very quick. I mean, there's always been, don't get me wrong, there's always been great teams in the Premier League, right? But it, in the past, let's say probably locked down onwards right I would say the quality has really really just gone up another level again and there's more and more teams coming into the mix now Newcastle Villa um, United seemingly I think at the time of recording are still winning they seem to be getting um, getting their act together City just stay as good as they ever were Liverpool are coming back again Arsenal Annoyingly, keep getting better. <laughs> well, I could, no, Chelsea beat us, but Chelsea still seem to be hopeless. Um, it's a funny one, isn't it? But Brighton, there's another team that I think sort of stuttering a bit this year. But the the, the point remains: you get what I'm getting to. The the quality of the Premier League 
continues to grow. And Spurs, we're still up there. You know, we're still up there. It's just, we've got these injuries. What else is there to say? You know, this is kind of what Charlotte was saying to me when we were watching the game. She was like, you know, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't put you in good stead for doing the podcast because there's not really a deep expl- explanation to be had. It's that Spurs have loads of injuries. And it's true, isn't it? You know? Um, we've got loads of injuries and it's frustrating. And we're in this limbo now. Hoping that we can maybe get some of these players back sooner than expected. Maybe Mickey van der Ven, he's posted neg timer on his Instagram story. Maybe it means he'll be back. But when, you know? Early January, it's still a still a while off, isn't it? I mean, we'll have Romero back soon enough. I think he's still got another game out, does he? I can't remember. I think he's still three games, isn't it? So, you know, that's three games out for an orange card for him, a yellow card for Matty Cash, and Bentancur out for who knows how long. Um, it, it's just... It's frustrating. It is frustrating. We're in limbo, but it is what it is. I do. I'm starting to see already, and it's you know it's to be expected. Some people saying, "Well, we shouldn't have gone into this season with so little cover," and I think that's a it's a fair point. I've probably said that myself at the time, and I've probably always felt that going along, but. You know, the, the the signs are positive, right? We've got this whole new recruitment arm in now. Hopefully, we'll make a few signings in January. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll bring in a few more defensive options. But for now, you know, that doesn't that doesn't really help us. Should Dorrington be playing? Who knows? I, you know, I think it's worth bearing in mind that these are young players with a lot of ability, with a lot of promise. But to throw them in at the moment with an expectant crowd with, I don't think, I don't know if we're expectant, but I think it's just the nature, isn't it? The nature of football teams. It's it's a high pressure moment for Tottenham right now. And really where you want to be blooding somebody like Dorrington, at least early doors, is in the early rounds of the FA Cup that we'll have coming up soon. Chucking him in at home in a, I was going to say an evening fixture, but it's afternoon. It's just the fact it gets dark at about three o'clock now, doesn't it? Um, makes it feel so much later than it is. But do we bring in Dorrington now? I, I think really, and the point has been made on Twitter as well, that Ange Postacoglu is the kind of guy that if he feels that a player like Dorrington's ready, he's not going to be afraid to play him. If he feels like a player like Donnelly's ready, he's not going to be afraid to play him. And he hasn't done that thus far. So let's just take something from that. You know, we're all all faith in Big Ange and all that type of thing. So let's just remember that in the moments that are a bit more frustrating. And, you know, it is just, that's that kind of thing. I was saying to Phil ahead of this game, I was like, you know, this is just this is so annoying. Arsenal top of the league, Spurs of an injury ravaged squad. It's just, I hate football again. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Like, you know, cut some slack. It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun a few weeks ago. It was all good. It was a good laugh. 
Now what? We have to contend with injuries? We have to contend with our dreams dying in front our eyes once again? We're Spurs fans, we should be used to that. But I don't want to be. Just for once, you know. Could they? Will we? Why couldn't we have done again? Well, you know, maybe we still will. Maybe we still will. There's a long way to go. I mean, let's be honest. But still, there's a long way to go. And I do just keep telling myself, look, you know, in in a few months' time, <laughs> manana manana means tomorrow, tomorrow, to any of you uh, Brexit types. It's like an expression, you know. It's kind of, uh, I think it's Spanish. But they say it, I guess, across the Latin world. Which just means like, ah, you know, save it for another day type thing. Just means that, you know, you'll always find an excuse not to do something. But a few months down the road, we're going to have Benton Coeur, Madison. We're going to have Romero and Van der Ven back again. Porro and a dog either side of them. Maybe we'll have a new striker. I don't know, you know. There will be some good times ahead. We just have to remember the start of the season. But it doesn't mean that right now we can just be like all right with losing three games on the bounce. It's still frustrating. It's still annoying. And I don't think, again, we need to police one another and just being a bit annoyed about that. I think fair enough, call people out if they're saying, oh, Andrew's got that wrong. He's not blah, 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 whatever. You know, I don't think... there's There's within reason, right? Within reason. But... Sometimes people will come after a match to Twitter because they've had a few tins or if they're just a bit frustrated and say, fucking Spurs, that's really annoying. Blah. Right? And just because you're not feeling that way, I don't think it means that other person is all negative, is everything that's wrong with the fan. But sometimes people just want to vent a bit, right? You know, everyone deals with things in different ways. I don't think we all need to police one another. I think just at the moment, it's frustrating to see Spurs continue to lose. It's frustrating to see us lose three on the bounce, knowing also that we have Manchester City away as our next fixture, which should be three points to us, you know, if history dictates. But I think being a bit more realistic this time, that could be a pretty, pretty brutal day. Because I don't know what time the fixture is. So, you know, who knows? We'll continue uh, from that point. Um, is what it is, isn't it? Is what it is. We've lost another game. And it's annoying. And we're in stasis. We're in a type of limbo. What do we take from it? We take from it that we've got a decent manager in charge. We've got some good players to come back. And we just have to wait for tomorrow. You know, that's all we can do. We are ultimately powerless right we're powerless in this situation to do anything that's the the joy and the fury of being a football fan isn't it we know this right we know all this the fact you can lose yourself to it in those moments and have that kind of blissful ecstasy when things go our way is great because you're, you're you're giving yourself up to something over which you have no control but equally the frustration kicks in doesn't it when things don't go, you I don't know, you know, you know the point I'm making, right? You get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, let's do the players. Let's do the players. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Just load this up. Tottenham Action Come. That's what uh, C-O-M-E, just so you know, when I've done my um, predictive text. I've got a, uh, I use a Google Pixel and uh, Android phones have this nice little um, like swipe feature across the, the keyboard. Anyway, anyway. Lineups. Tottenham by one, Aston Villa two. So Vicario, uh, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. His usual decent self. Um, could he have done much more for the goals? No, don't really think so. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's done anything wrong. Uh, that's all I can say on him, really. A doggy. Um, he looked like he was blown out of his ass on about sixty minutes. I think most of the team did. To be fair. Um, in the first half, he was he was brilliant getting into that kind of central position. He kept being, you know, the man to break through their defensive line. Two or three times, I think I spotted him doing it, run, running from kind of wide, right through the center. He had that one chance, the one on one, which I, honestly, I know, I know he's a he's a wing back, whatever, but I would have probably expected him to do a little bit better. Uh, with the opportunity that he had. Um, but, you know, he doesn't often find himself in that position, so maybe he was just, you know, caught in the headlights a bit. But, you know, I thought I thought it was a good performance from him. Um, he's, you know, it's destiny a doggy. He's a great player. And he's, you know, probably having to do a bit more work playing alongside Ben Davis. Um, I've been saying that, look, I'll do Ben Davis now. I think that's probably slightly unfair because I think Ben Davis actually works very hard. I think Ben Davis is pretty athletic player as well I saw somebody refer to him as like a clogger on Twitter don't agree with that at all I think Davis is pretty nimble I think he gets about the pitch pretty well um yeah he's not Mickey van der Ven but who else is I thought he was all right today but his lack of aerial presence you know it it, it tell Pau Torres isn't it that's that's who we were going to buy and that's who scored the goal um it (sighs) It was telling for that. I mean, I do, I honestly speak, if I'm being brutally honest, right, 
I get it. We shouldn't have given away the free kick in the first place. But with that being said, it was a good goal. Their equaliser. Like, great cross. Like, do you call it a cross? I don't know. Great pass, at least, from Douglas Luiz. Um, and a decent header from Pau Torres. He just got, got in front of his man. He just, you know, the ball was put on his head. It really was. It was a great ball. I Honestly, he's been probably a bit harsh to suggest that anybody, even Van de Ven or Romero, would have done better in that position. I just think it was a good goal from Villa. I do. Um, and I think Ben Davis was all right today. Um, I think Emerson Royale was all right today as well. I think they both filled in pretty well. They're not Van de Ven and Romero. That's... That's all that you can say of that, isn't it? You know, but they they did the job well. I feel stepping into that. Pedro Porro, I th- I actually think was really really good for us today. I think he was one of our better players. Um, hopefully, he's not going to be bloody injured now because he got that big knock at the end of the first half and he carried on through the second half. I don't think he seemed quite as at it in the second half. Whether that's because of that knock or not, I don't know. Um, let's hope not. Let's not kind of, you know, pearl clutch about that because it, it you know, doesn't bear thinking really, does it, if he's out as well. Um, so hopefully he's all right. But yeah, a, a really, really strong performance from him today. I, I thought he got up and down the pitch really nicely. Um yeah, he is the egg on my face ever increasing. I never said he was bad, you know. I just questioned his suitability for this system, for this team. But he's, yeah, he's 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 really good. And he's he's got a great, you know, he's got a great spirit. And I think he's he's a magnificent player, really. Giovanni Lo Celso, look, I, I, this is, this is going to be the divisive one. I just, I, I don't see it with him. I just don't. You know, I said it at the top. I don't see this outstanding performance that people are talking about today. I honestly I feel that people are looking for it. I think people are um, are looking for him to be much better than he is and I just don't see it. We've seen James Madison come in at the top end of this season and really turn this team around. We've seen Rodrigo Bentenko come in and really turn this team around, right? I don't get that from Lacelso. Right? Yeah, he he can pick up the ball and make the odd little run here and there, but I still I I find his passing pretty sloppy. I think like fifty percent, and that's not an actual stat, but just from the eye test, it feels like yeah, half of his probing passes, not even probing passes, just his his general play finds its man. I don't find his creativity to be that strong. I don't think he's that adventurous. I don't think he's that ambitious with his play. I think he passes sideways a lot. I think he passes backwards a hell of a lot. Um, I think he kind of mopes about the pitch quite a bit. I just don't see it with him. I don't, you know? And I know this is, one again, one of those culture wars where people want to say he was our best player in lockdown. That's something I will never, ever buy. Ever, ever, ever will I buy that. I don't get it. Total revisionism for me. Um, but Lo Celso, no, I don't. I thought he was all right today. And I thought he was better when Ben Tanker was on the pitch. No shit, Sherlock. 
But aside for that, I you know I'm not I'm not buying it. I just I, I don't buy it. I don't buy him. I don't. It's not for me. You know. The whole guy. You know, I watch Argentina pretty often. The whole kind of oh, he's amazing for Argentina. He's all right, but he fits in very well in the system that they do. But arguably, McAllister came in and <laughs> took them up a level. His injury was a bit of a blessing for them in in some respects. So, you know, but people don't want to talk about that. Um, you know, just me out here, just me out here, right? Truth sayer. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? You say don't rate Giovanni the Celso nowadays. You get locked up and thrown in jail. Uh, but he's all right. Just did he do anything in the second half? And we, yeah, we can blame that on Hoybier for a bit, but don't know. I think that's been too kind to the Celso. Rodrigo Bentancur, just an exceptional footballer. Our worst fears again. Matty Cash comes in and comes in on his bad knee. We see him down on the turf. And that's it. You just got that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. Great. Here we go again. The Grand Theft Auto meme, isn't it? Oh, shit. Here we go again. He's out for who knows how long. Maybe he won't be out for that long. But I don't know. It's just frustrating. But if he doesn't leave the pitch, I think we win that game today. Because we really were all over them. And this this is the point. This is the point I want to make when we're talking about the Celso being exceptional. No, exceptional is a player like Rodrigo Bentancur who can command a game. It doesn't matter who's alongside him. He will command the game. He will stamp his authority on it and allow us to control the match. And yes, I guess that that is probably inherent with players in his position but at the same time James Madison you would say is comparable in some respects to Giovanni Lo Celso and he has more of a command on a game than Lo Celso does so when we're talking about Lo Celso being exceptional being outstanding I just, this is what I'm saying I don't buy it because what I saw from today was Tottenham kind of with Bentancur and Tottenham without Bentancur and it's Stark, the difference is just ridiculous. Bentancur was sublime. Um, cool in possession. Reads the game perfectly. Has a complete eye on everyone around him. Plays these lovely kind of like looping passes from deep. Just a, just a lovely, lovely player. A really lovely player. A crisp, clean, Rolls Royce of a footballer. And it will be so lovely to see him playing with James Madison. Like, it really will be. The two of them together will be absolutely stunning. Hopefully, Basuma as well will reclaim some of his previous form as well, right? Because Basuma alongside Bentancur, Madison right in front of them. Whew, that could be pretty spicy. And this is what I'm saying. This is why it's not all doom and gloom. We do have these, and this isn't just some fanciful one day over the rainbow. Do you know what I mean? This is this is in our pipeline, right? Spurs having these players available to us, all playing together and making something pretty magical. But obviously he went off and Pierre Mohoibier came on, who, like I say, I've dug, I've dug him out at the start. 
I don't really want to say much more than that. I just think he's. I think I don't think he's just a decent squad player. I think he's actively harmful. I think every time he comes on the pitch, he's a nightmare. I don't think he's good. Don't rate him. I don't think he wants to be here. Bye bye. You know. Let's just let's hope we can get that money from Juventus or whoever else it is that wants him, and just get somebody else in because it's it's done. It, it, uh, nah, I don't want to see it anymore. Brian Hill. Um, this is like I say. This is a player who I have been banging the drum for. Shall we say a lot this a lot this season? In his absence, I've always found his kind of piecemeal appearances in Europa League or whatever we've we've fielded him in to be pretty decent. Um, I've always quite I've always liked him. I've always thought he's exciting. I thought he could be really really good. For this Andrew Postacoglu system, I do think he worked really hard today, which is positive. I will say I, I was a little disappointed with his end product. If I'm if I'm being brutally honest, I think there were a few times when he just maybe rushed in possession a bit, didn't really take the time to assess his options, to look around him, and maybe that will come if he gets more game time. That will come in time. He'll start to anticipate what the players around him are doing. Um, he will see kind of what you know, Sonny and players like that are up to. Um, it will be, you know, it will be interesting. It will be interesting to see where where he can go, where his Tottenham career can go. But will he get more game time? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm not so sure about that. So. I, I like him. I, I I think he's okay, but yeah, maybe I was just a little bit disappointed with him today. That's all. But not not massively, you know, just is what it is. Brennan Johnson, I think he's just I think he's a, a lovely, 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 lovely footballer. Really wonderful. Love watching him play. Um I think his touch is magnificent. His pace is lovely. He's a he's a problem for the opposition when he runs at them. Runs into space so well. Um, like is always there to to get on the end of something to to provide an option for one of his teammates, generally Sonny. And this is what I mean. Like he links up very nicely with Sonny with Decky um, versus, say, someone like Brian Hill. That connection doesn't seem to be quite there. And like I say, hopefully that will come in time for Hill. But Brendan Johnson got it almost immediately. And maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just how things are. Maybe maybe if things are going to work. It's, I know it sounds really ridiculous in Egypt, but sometimes it feels like really when things are going to work for Spurs, it just you get you get an idea of that pretty quickly. And yes, players can come out of nowhere and surprise you from time to time, but that does feel like that's I don't know the minority of cases. But Brendan Johnson, I think he's a yeah, I think he's a lovely footballer. I really like him. I rate him very highly. I'm sure he'll be pleased to know. And uh yeah, long may we see him playing in our shirt and continuing to develop. Dejan Kulisevsky today, very, very unfortunate I mean, yeah, he he was unfortunate missing that opportunity. He made such a lovely chance for himself, picking the ball up and kind of dummying it past I think almost like two Villa defenders 
sending Martinez the wrong way and just hitting the the really the most inside point of the post I bet you could probably get. Um, so, so unlucky with that. And I think he, he worked really hard today. He was really good. I think I thought he was outstanding. I feel like he put in the performance that a lot of people are saying Lo Celso did. I thought Kulisevsky carried the ball. He was looking to bring other players into the game. You know, I, th- I think he was. I think he was really, really, really good. Um, a, a top performance from him today, and it's good to see him continuing to to settle and develop within this Andropostokoglu team. A day to forget for Hummin Son. I'm going to be honest. Love Sonny. Maybe he's a bit tired from the international break. Maybe he's carrying a bit of a knock we saw in that game against Singapore. Um, I don't know. But mistiming his runs several times. It's unlike him, you know. Sonny's so good at just getting behind that last defender and getting slotting a goal home. We've seen him do that so often throughout his career. That to see him just get it wrong so many times today was surprising. I think he yeah, he played pretty well in, in kind of link up a few times in that first half when we were really in command of the game. Um but he 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 did kind of start to disappear a little bit in the second half when Tottenham lost their grip on the game. It, yeah, I mean I think it was what is it, three did three goals he scored today disallowed, I wanna say. Um So yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. But you know, Sonny will be there another day for us and we know what he does. Him in Son scores goals. Um he's a wonderful player, so you know, these things happen. Oliver Skip, couldn't really say much about him when he came on. Um you know, fine, nice player. I would see him, if we're going to swap things about in midfield, I would much rather see him start than Pierre Mahoybia. I'll put it that way. It's funny because John McGinn is a player who often is kind of a bit of a banter player, right? People are often very quick to make fun of him. But I think he's... I think he, <laughs> I think he probably walks into our midfield, especially today. Miles better than a player like Hoybier. Um, it's 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 quite mad, really. I mean, Douglas Ruiz is a, a lovely, lovely player. I guess he would probably be more of a Lo Celso, right? Does he play alongside? Could you play him alongside Madison? I don't know. Maybe yeah, you could play him. I think he plays in a, f- a bit of a deeper position than someone like James Madison. I want to say. Um, so maybe you could kind of play those two together quite nicely. But, you know, I don't need to talk about this because it's not going to happen, is it? He said, he'd cost you an absolute fortune and I don't see Villa be the team that would want to or need to sell to Tottenham anymore. Uh, they are, you know, they're sort of on their own ascension, aren't they, at the moment? They're, you know, they are, they're a good side. They're a good side. I mean, you know, what more needs to be said than that? Um who else came on? Villies, yeah, hardly any time at all, did he? So, is what it is. Look, you know, there'll be there'll be brighter days to come. This isn't doom and gloom. This isn't the be all and end all. We got Ange. We got a lot of good players to come back. It's frustrating. It's annoying, but 
It is what it is. Just as long as Arsenal don't win the league, I think we can breathe easy, can't we? Right? Here we go, though. Into, into a busy, busy, busy festive period. Um, So, yeah. Cheers for listening today. Thanks for the support as ever. I didn't do it on YouTube today. The room I'm doing it in is... We sorted. We got all the uh, Christmas decorations out from the from the loft. So it's a bit of a bomb site at the moment, and uh, you know, whatever doesn't matter, does it? So I haven't done that, but I do sometimes do these on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to do a bit more stuff on there at the moment, but you know, I prefer this face for radio and all that. And that, um, if you do like listening to the pod, please do leave a rating. Please leave a review. Share the podcast. Got Patreon as well, patreon.com slash rtrpod. When you hear me talking about preview pods or Thursday bulletins and the like, it'll be because it'll be on behind the paywall on the Patreon. Um, so yeah, that'll be there. Uh, there'll be you know more stuff coming on there as you know when time allows and what have you. Hopefully in the new year, I'll be able to start putting a few new things up. And obviously, the monthly wipe, it is my pinned tweet on Twitter. The new one will be coming, you know, at some point. I haven't written it yet, but I've got a few ideas. I mean, it's going to be a a pretty doom and gloom month. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Come on, you Spurs. Look, there are going to be some brighter days. Aren't there? Will there, please? Yeah? No? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 